Hey guys, and welcome to the Nashville for Nobodies podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Gordon, and along with my co-host, Kyle Thurkey, we're going to explore everything that is Nashville. How you get in, how you get out, and everything you do in between. So if you have a dream and your dream revolves around the city of Nashville, pay close attention because you might actually learn something. Probably not, but it is a strong possibility that you'll have a good time. Thanks for checking out the podcast, and here we go. Hey, Kyle. Welcome back. You had to miss the last episode. What's up, Bobby? Yeah, I was super busy. I had a lot of things going on. Well, just you uh, you recently had a birthday, work. so I happy did. birthday. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate um, that. How was your trip? You went to... San Diego. San Diego, San Diego nice. California. Yeah. No, the trip was uh, phenomenal. My girlfriend and I went. Um, she's from that area, and she had a photography gig for a wedding that she had to do that weekend, so she decided to bring me out and tag me along for my birthday. Um, it was fantastic, man. San Diego is beautiful. A lot of good food, a lot of cool people, of course, right there on the beach, which is wonderful. We rented a convertible BMW and drove up and down the coast. And then we rented a tiny, uh, tiny home Airbnb. That was pretty cool. I've never stayed in a tiny home before. Oh, that Um, was neat. I've never actually been in a tiny home before. So it was like a whole experience and altogether yeah it was very neat um so i'm six one and my girlfriend is five eleven and if she wears any kinds of shoes she's over six foot so uh we're both very tall people and being in a tiny home with two tall people six feet did um, you feel a little like a giant walking around yeah yeah we definitely felt that way um the home was super cute and adorable uh it was very cozy but like, you know, the bed was up in a loft and you only have like two and a half, three feet up oh, there. Yeah. So like, you know, we kind of had to get up there and just like roll into bed basically. And if one of us had to get up in the middle of the night, like crawling over each other, cause you Trying don't have not to squish something yeah, or pinch or. Yeah. Um, that's funny. And then the other side, cause it was, it's a tiny home. Like it's a, it's a rectangle, like 25 feet long maybe. And the other side had like the it was there was a loft area over there too and underneath that was the couch and the tv and the closet and so we had some nice clothes so we hung the clothes up in the closet and when we're in there um you know we had to duck down under (laughs) to get to the closet so yeah it was a it was an experience it was cool we enjoyed it i definitely learned that i couldn't live in a tiny home (laughs) right yeah, because I am a nice full size giant person. Now, me on the other hand, I'd probably be fine. Yeah, I think you would be okay. Honestly, <laughs> like it, you'd you'd probably be real comfortable. Me, not not so much. I might feel normal size <laughs> instead the, of fun size. Then we went to Legoland, which is awesome. I've wanted nice. to go there since I was a kid, so that was super cool. And you know, I'm a I'm a Lego nerd. I am. I have yeah. a bunch in here built in the studio. So we got to go do that. Went to a wedding that she was uh, photographing, and it was beautiful. Now, did you help out at the wedding, or did you just kind of uh, tag along, or did you tag I along? I more or less tagged along. Uh, she was very busy. There were times that, yes, I did help out, and like whatever she needed, I told her, hey, I'll hold I'm this, grab this, yeah. do that. Um, dropped the ball a few times but i did the best i could just don't drop a lens <laughs> no no i didn't touch her camera that was all her 
Um, and then uh, we had breakfast at really fancy restaurants. We were paying like $100 plus uh, for breakfast for the two of us. So you went all out. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, it was birthday vacation. So I've never splurged on a vacation. Um, most vacations that I've been on, I'm using air quotes right now, most vacations that I've been on have been work-related. Mm-hmm. So this one was the first time that, like, I booked the place to stay. I booked the rental car. Like we decide, we kind of both together decide like, Hey, we're going to go try these restaurants, do these. She was from the area. So she knew all the cool places to go. And let me tell you what Starla is a rock star in San Diego. She has that presence in she, general. Like I've met her does. the one time and it she, was for like she she, five minutes and just like, yeah, you, she yeah. commands the room. She she does very much. Um, when she walks into a room, man, she's just this bright light that cannot be missed. I mean, it's, her energy is just so radiant wherever she goes. It's incredible. Seconds after meeting her, I was like, I get it. Kyle's <laughs> personality's up here. She has, con- like, you guys are just a whole like, lot of energy. Everywhere we went to and walked into, I mean, like, people knew her. Like, we went to this camera shop that she's been going to for years, and we walked in there, and the girl saw her and was, like, so excited and, delay- and elated to see her. And so that was that was cool to, to finally get to experience that side of her because she gets to see that with me at gigs. Yeah. So, like, I never get to see that with her. So to finally, like, get to see that, it was super cool. And I just everything about the weekend was amazing. Spending it with her, going to Legoland, hanging out on um, just just we literally hung out on this cliff in uh, the Torrey Pines area, which is I don't know how high we were up from the beach, uh, at least fifty, if not. I mean, it's probably higher than that. I'm I'm probably not. It was, we were probably way higher than that. <laughs> but we were just like hanging out, and you know, we were in Cali, so we were doing Cali things and just hanging out on the beach. It was just watching the sunset. It was beautiful. It was, it was, it was great, man. I, That's I awesome, had a good dude. time. I'm glad you had a great birthday. So, yeah, man. Um, un- unfortunately, you haven't had a, a good string of luck lately. Dude. <laughs> if it can go wrong, it will go wrong. Uh, I promise you. Murphy's Law is just working right? for you lately, huh? Yes, if it wasn't for bad luck, I wouldn't have any. So, Well, you know, um, so what we're talking about is, uh, unfortunately, Bobby did get in a car accident and totaled his car last week. Uh, but thankfully, what I'm happy about is Bobby is perfectly fine. I He's okay. 100% okay. Not a bump, not a bruise, not a scratch, no, no soreness, nothing. My car, on the other hand. Yeah, it looked pretty <laughs> bad, man. Jacked. You you sent me that and I just my heart my heart dropped for you, bro. I'm yeah, I'm sorry. But um, it has a uh, four brand new tires on it too, <laughs> and so have a full tank of gas, right? Full t- I was man. not even five miles from the damn gas station. Oh man, oh so, I, yeah, it's a thing. It's cool, man. We're we're gonna do everything we can to to help you out and I'm tossing whatever gigs I can your way, man. I I got you. You're my boy. Yeah, I've, had, I've had a bunch of guys reach out and say that they're more than happy to give me rides if I need a ride anywhere. Unfortunately, ninety percent of my circle is in Nashville, and my home is in Clarksville, and yeah, so the bridge there is a little rough sometimes. Yep. But well, you know, I do be going out to Clarksville a couple days a week, so yeah, I got you I, when you need I've, it. I'm definitely thankful. If it gives me an excuse also to go out there, I'll definitely take that as an excuse. But, I mean, you're in the same boat I'm in as far as we're trying to work. Yep. Yep. So...
No, I, I feel you. I mean, thankfully, I what what was awesome about my birthday vacation it was it was awesome. Um, but when I came back from my birthday vacation, I unfortunately lost uh, quite a few gigs. Found out a venue that I was playing at was closing. Yeah, um, like. I don't know how long that's been like an idea out there in the works, but like it was like. I was told um, literally when I came back. Like, I, that's when I, I found I out. I heard something they, about it. And then. They had known about it a little while longer than that. I think. I, I don't want to speak for anybody, but I, I'm, I'm just not. I. I think they thought it was going to be a later closing date than what it was. Gotcha. And I think it came just earlier than expected I mean, is, is what I believe might be to be the case. So I, kn- I know, or at least I've heard that we're talking about crossroads. By yes. The way. Crossroads is closed down for like the next year for yeah, renovations. They're doing renovations. And they're not closed for good. They're doing renovations and they're adding a rooftop bar just yes, like everywhere else. And I get that bar. because that bar is definitely one of those places that like people come in and that's the one of the first questions they ask the door guys and they'll be like, Hey, do you guys have a rooftop? And they, they say no. And people just turn around and leave. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I know they've kind of been wanting a, a lot lately. Cause it's going to bring way more business. And I get will. it. That's it's, it's, it's the popular you, thing right now. Everybody's yeah. loving all the rooftop bars and all the bars are getting rooftops. And when it's now. not 30 degrees outside, like right now, it's wonderful. <laughs> right. Um, do you know of anything else that they're doing? Are they doing like a complete refresh of the yeah? The, I, everything, to, to my or? knowledge, they're doing just a whole like renovation inside. Um, I don't know if they're gonna like try to keep that old school honky tonk feel, feel not feel feel. Um, but I I do know they're doing renovations. I do know that like the floors are gonna be redone. Like if you if you go into the basement. And you listen to people walking on that main floor, man. It sounds like it's gonna collapse. So any, so I I think they're just gonna go in and just like restabilize everything. I'm sure they're gonna get new Cause floors. Cause I was thinking if it's gonna take update. a year to do this, then they can't just be adding the rooftop. Part. Yeah, because all these new bars that are open and they're really really nice and people like them. I it's had just, that thought the other day. So when like, you go into some of these older honky tonks, and I get it, like you're getting that that honky tonk experience, and mm, I love it. It, it I is love definitely going in, an environment. I love yeah. going into Whiskey Bent and to Legends and even crossroads and yes those are all places that i play but i love going into those because they do have that honky-tonk feel Mm -hmm. so yeah but you're right the other half of the street is all like brand new and polished and pretty and corporate yeah (laughs) so it's got it's got that feel and i mean i don't know as as somebody that's always lived around Nashville, like it doesn't make a difference to me one and or the other. If you look at that but. bar specifically and every bar that's next to it, mm-hmm. they've all been updated or renovated in the last three to five years. Yes. That one has not. It hasn't been touched at all. I mean, AJ's mm-hmm. only a couple of years old. Mellow Mushroom was redone. I don't know how long that was. Definitely within the last years. five years because it wasn't there um, when I got here. Even Rippy's got a facelift and stuff like that. And then, you know, they're building the, um, you know, Nudies is right there. That's only a couple years old. You know, it's been renovated and done real nice. And now they're building a Bon Jovi's place, which mm-hmm. is going to be next to it. So I, I think that was their thought process. And again, <laughs> I'm, speak, I'm speaking for people I don't even know. 
But to me, from what it looks like, that was their thought process is, hey, we need to add a rooftop bar to keep up with business and mm-hmm. we need to renovate to keep up with business. Yeah. Which, again, there's nothing wrong with that. No, but it no. does suck because there's like 17 or something bands there when I talked to the manager that they're just now out of weekly work and I was one of those bands. And I know at least for me, Crossroads was one of the first places on Broadway that I like played yeah. regularly. So that feels very much like home to me on yeah. Broadway. There's Crossroads and Second Fiddle that I was at all the time. Yeah, and I've got a pretty cool relationship with Crossroads. Um, Gabby back behind the bar is one of my friends and then uh, Cindy, who is the sound engineer there, she's absolutely amazing and has helped me in a lot of ways in, in the last five years or so. And so, you know, um, it, it sucks that a lot of us are, are losing out on work. I mean, even then, like, they're kind of mm-hmm. like, all right, now we got to go. F- we've had a job here forever. We got to figure something out in the time being. Yeah. So it, it sucks. But, uh, you know, that's part of the gigging business is jobs come and go very easily. So they, they go e- a lot faster and easier than uh, getting them. But well, my dad's always said, as a musician, your job is looking for your next job. So, yeah, that, that's just very accurate. Yeah, how I have always looked at it is, you know, when I'm there, be present, make sure I'm doing my job, but always have something else. Don't have mm-hmm. all, don't have all your eggs in one basket. Like, right. Spread them out. Make connections everywhere, and uh, just always have something in your back pocket because something's gonna fall through. And be prepared for that. You can, you can put some money away. You can prepare for. Oh, well, I'm doing good right now, but there may be like a few weeks where I don't have anything. Yeah, so. I mean, we are in. We are encroaching slow season. Like right now, it's still a little busy because of Thanksgiving and Christmas. People do but travel. It's dropping quick. But it is dropping quick. It's getting colder, so a lot of the rooftop gigs are going away, and they're going down from I think full I've heard band a of, to acoustic gigs because they're slower. Yeah, so. Um, I, and that was another reason why I lost some gigs was just they went down to acoustic instead of full band. So, so and then know. everybody that does road stuff through the warm season, they're here they're done. and they're all the A-listers. So mm-hmm. people want to call them over calling somebody like me, <laughs> which sucks. But I mean, even even if that wasn't the case, you're still talking about twice as many musicians gunning for the same gig. Right, right. So even just pure statistics mean that we don't get as many. Um, Speaking of getting gigs and the gigging seasons, uh, I've been asked a couple of times by a couple of our listeners how feasible it is to work as a full-time musician in Nashville and or on Broadway. And so I'd kind of like to touch on that a little bit. it has been my only job for the last five years. Um, how long have you been here? I've been here nine, like nine, nine years and two months, three months, something like that. And how, how long have you been purely a musician? How long About has that five been years. here? Five years, five going years. on six, yeah. And I mean, obviously, like we were talking about, sometimes are way better than others. Yeah. But it, it does seem to level out in the long run. Oh, yeah. I mean, I look at it as like I do with any other job. Um, what I put into it is what I'm going to get out of it. Mm-hmm. And um, so the more effort I put into my jobs, like even like when I was working any other corporate gig, retail, whatever, 
I knew I wasn't going to get raises unless I tried to climb the ladder. So my job or my, I, my pursuit in those jobs were to raise and climb the ladder. Like, okay, do everything I can show that the person that's in charge of me, that I'm going to do their job better than them. And I'm coming for you. I'm taking that fucking job. That's what I'm doing. Um, so where this it's, I say putting in the effort is making your connections. Yes, that is. You that's have a huge to the more and more and more and more people. You know, like yeah, I know a lot of people in town, and a lot of people know me, especially now because everybody knows the dude with the green mohawk. That's what I've learned. Like people come up to me all the time and say hi, hey Kyle, and talk to me, and I'm like, do, do I know you? And I feel bad. I do right? because I may have met them once, but I get it. Like the green mohawk that's always up like it's something you're not gonna forget like not everybody has that so when i meet somebody with a hat and a beard like how many dudes in town come around wearing hats and beards right like it's it's and i'm just not good with faces i'm dude i tell you one of the most nerve-wracking things for me is i walk into a gig and there's a guitarist or bassist or whatever that i think i might know but i don't know for sure and like he doesn't come up and talk to me and so there's that awkward few minutes while we're setting up where there's no communication. Yeah. And the whole time I'm like, dude, if I know him, then I look like I'm being a jerk because I haven't said hi or how you doing or anything. And then almost every time he'll come up and be like, man, I'm not sure if I know you or not. What was your name? And I'm like, oh, thank God. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that a lot. I do that a lot, actually. I'll look I'll look at someone like, man, I, I swear I know that. I swear I met him before. And I don't want to be the guy that just didn't say hi. Right. And sometimes I am, and I, I apologize for that. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I could be socially awkward. But um, I definitely go, I'm like, hey, man, I'm sorry. I'm bad with names and faces, but I, I know I've met you before or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, and that's the thing, just going out and making those connections. And if, like, if I've made a connection with you and, like, we've traded numbers and things like that, I'm going to remember you. Right. I've had conversations with you. I'm talking about the people that I've, like, just met in passing real mm-hmm. quick once or twice. But, um, yeah, if someone calls you for a gig, I, I don't like it when people are like, well, who's on the gig? I get it. Cause like sometimes you might be trying to avoid certain people you've played with prior that just, yeah. I get that. But also if it's an artist you've never played with before, you should just go and do it because if said artist likes you, then they'll bring you back on the gig. Um, also, if you're beefing with people in town and you're worried about who you're playing with, that's on you and probably not the other person. So I, I've had a couple <laughs> issues with a couple people in town, but like nothing that I would consider major at all and absolutely nothing to the point of where I would not play with that person. Um, it's usually we just had an encounter and one or both of us felt disrespected and we avoided each other for a little while. Yeah. But it was never like some of my favorite people to play with. I've had that with. Yeah. Um, unfortunately one of the gigs that I did lose, um, recently was with an artist who I highly respected and I still do. I still respect the guy I have. I personally have no beef with him but I guess he's got some kind of issues with me. I know that I'm blunt and I'm up front and I'm going to be honest about things. I also know that our job is to make, we are there to entertain, but it's also a job and we're there to make money. I'm there to take money from people so I can pay my bills. That's, that's how I pay Mm -hmm. my bills. 
like we don't get super high base pays. We get base pays big enough to cover, you know, basically the expenses. Yeah. Yeah. Parking, parking, food. And that's about it. Yeah. You know, so my job is to take money from people and, and do whatever I can to do so. And I like to joke and laugh on stage and, um, I just think some of the things I probably said and did probably just didn't fit what his persona and what he wanted. Also, Which is fine, and I understand that, but a conversation can also fix that. Right. And I also do know that um, one of the members of that band, him and I did have... He had some words with me. I was making a joke, and apparently I upset him. And I turned around and apologized, and he was mad, and he kept saying things and I was like all right man well that's how you're gonna be fine but like I I was making a joke right. I'm sorry you're right it won't happen again like my bad and we do that sometimes and like, I mean we're in a setting where like kind of pushing the boundaries of everything is yeah. our job musically entertainment yeah. comedically I, like whatever it is like we're gonna go as far as we can go and make it as big as we can I will say the reason I made a joke about him was because he was literally bad mouthing an artist that we just played some of their song or one of their songs that yeah. a group of people paid for us to do, and then as soon as we got done, he bad mouthed it. So I made a joke through the microphone. It wasn't anything bad. I didn't say anything bad, but it was definitely it, I said it about him, but making a joke, and he got super upset, and then cussed me out and said whatever he had to say and I apologized and I was like look man not trying to step boundaries yeah okay I, sh- I should have kept your name out of my mouth my bad you know but I and also I, mean, I also thought I also thought at the same time I thought we were cooler than that like yeah. I thought we had a good repertoire with each other like I was like cool man like and that's the thing we're so, we're, we're all creative creative people which means we all tend to be a little bit more emotional and oh, then you yeah. put us in a bar working and there's alcohol involved. And I mean, just because something comes out one way doesn't mean it was intended to be that way. And just because somebody says something doesn't mean it's necessarily in disrespect. Yeah. And so I, that's there's, a, there's a lot of elements there. It happens. That's another thing I want to touch on is the alcohol on stage. Uh, I definitely drink on stage and I have fun. I, I like to party and have a good time. I've brought it way down from what I used to do. Uh, and we've all we've all been there and you know kind of someone will say something to us or you just have a come to jesus moment at some point but you don't drink at all right we we, i know we've discussed this before um so it's i was on that i was sober for three years of playing and and of my life almost three full years but how trying to think of how to word this how do you handle situations when one member is super hammered or the whole band is because you are the sober one so this is going back to the having beef with other players in town um, one of my first regular gigs we had a very similar situation um, there was an alcohol thing and I made a lot of comments to one of the band members outside of the gig while I was upset 
and that resulted in them firing me and then me finding out years later what exactly had happened and then me being able to explain they're like look yes i said things because i was irritated but it came from a place of i want this to work and right now it's not so i mean i handle it same way everybody else does i get emotional i get angry there's typically as the drummer nothing i can do officially but in that case um me and the one I talked to, I thought were pretty good friends. And I knew that him and the singer were friends. And so I thought between all of us, we'd get it worked out. But I was heated, so I came across very disrespectful. And so when he went back to the band about it, he was upset because of my disrespect. And so I ended up losing that gig. Hopefully, I think now everything has been smoothed out. Like, we're all cool. I've played with them a few times relatively recently. So I think everything's good. But, yeah, no, I mean, you just plow through it and get through the gig. And then if it's somebody you're close to, maybe try to help out or find out what's going on or if there's anything you can do. But, I mean, everybody kind of has their own choice there. Like, yeah. if they're going to drink, they're going to drink. If yeah. they're going to take it too far, they're going to take it too far. Yeah. And since I don't hire the band members, I don't have a lot that I can do. But, I mean, I also am not good at keeping my mouth shut. So if I feel like something needs to get said, I'll probably say it. Yeah. I So for me, um, <clears throat> I did have my own band that I was co-fronting for a while. And I'm actually setting up another one. I saw and a post about that. Yeah. I'm kind of excited to yeah. see what that does. Me too. I hope it goes well, but we'll see. Um, when I was the one that was hiring the members, I did have a, a member that got quite intoxicated on a few gigs where it made it almost impossible for us to finish. Gotcha. And even to where the manager and the sound guys were texting me and even, even a few of the bartenders were texting me while we were on stage and like, fire this guy like the manager's telling me to fire him the the sound engineer's like what the heck's going on with him and you know the bartenders are like yo is he drunk like do we need to bring him water we'll stop Dude, serving at that him. point like your hands are almost tied yeah you have and to so do um you know i brought it to his attention and he was like yeah man i'll be better and then like he was good for a week and then two weeks later he came back and got sloshed again and i got together with my guitar player and we discussed it and we went to him. We're like, "Hey, man, this is uh, this this is this is the decision we're gonna have to make for, yeah. for now." I will. I personally, if it's I'm if it's my band, I will always talk to directly to those members and let them know what the decisions. I never just fire somebody immediately. I I give room for human error. We're all we all make mistakes. Yeah, it would so, have to be pretty serious to warrant being immediately and, fired. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You would have to. You like have it to, would like, have physically to hurt somebody. You would have to legitimately <laughs> put the entire yourself, yeah. band in a, a so, rough spot. Um, but you know, I, I had to do it to two members, two different members actually of that band, um, a few months apart, but nonetheless, still had to do it, and it was not fun. Now, if I'm not the singer. Uh, or not the singer, but if I'm not the one in charge of the band, if it's not my band, I will go to the artist or whoever it is to put the band together. I'll be like, yo, man, this person was drinking quite a bit tonight. Like, it's not my place to say, like, I don't want to overstep boundaries, but like, it it didn't sit well with me. And that that's how I try to handle it. I don't want to have drama on stage with people. Like, mm -hmm. I really don't. Um, there's been a few times where some things have happened on stage and, 
you know, there's some tension there. And I, I don't No one likes that. The crowd doesn't like it. The artist doesn't, the members don't, like, I don't, like, who wants that tension? We're trying to have fun. Right. So, but, um, I mean, in situations like ours, it's really easy for that fun level to drop anyway. But screaming, screaming F you at me and this and that while we're on stage and cussing me out. Like, I don't, if I said something or did something, I don't think that's the appropriate way to handle that. So, yeah, that's... I just feel like I've I've had some (laughs) of those issues lately is all. All right. So when you are in charge of a band and you're making the decisions of who's playing, how do you go about letting somebody go? I mean, pretty much what I just said really is I will talk to them if there's an issue. Hey, man, or girl or whatever you dude, bro, person, whoever, just this is the issue. Let's work on it. Like, okay, let's talk about, cause we're talking about drinking. Cause that, yeah. that has been like one of the bigger issues of anything. It's either that or it's a bad attitude. And usually the attitudes are pretty good unless it's somebody being a drunk. So we'll just talk, we'll just stick with the drinking and how I handle those situations. Um, so let me know like, Hey, like I obviously encourage drinking. I do it. I don't do it every gig. There's some gigs I'm completely sober. Mm-hmm. Um, when there's a gigs, I'll have one or two shots and then there's gigs where I will, get nice and tipsy you know <laughs> um it just kind of depends on my mood where i'm at mentally and how the party's going and so forth who the band is if i'm comfortable yeah. with the band i might drink a little bit more if i'm not comfortable with the band don't know them as well i don't want to don't want to do that I if be you can read the room sometimes the yeah. crowd is much more receptive um, to i also don't that. drink on an empty stomach don't ever do that but so obviously like i'm okay with alcohol I encourage it. I do whatever I can to get people to buy the band shots. Even if members don't drink, it's one thing if the artist or the singer doesn't drink because there are people are like, oh, I keep drinking. They're like, well, I actually don't drink. So they'll have to say they don't. Yeah. But I tell drummers all the time, take the shots and just set them down. Like yeah. no one has to actually see if you take it or not. Like they don't have to know, but let, let them buy the shots from the bar because that's the whole thing. We're, we're selling alcohol. Right. We're selling music. So and at that point they've decided they want to buy you a shot and not tip you anyway. So yeah, it's not like it goes into the bucket if you right. don't drink it, but it, it makes money for the bar and that's what the right. bar wants to help keep you around. I mean, that's if, our job. Yeah. So it's just this, that revolving tour, but you know, I let them know, Hey, drinking's fine, but like, let's be professional about it. Tonight was a little too much. And generally it's a man, I'm really sorry. I know I messed up or whatever. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, it won't happen again. It, and it doesn't. But there have been a few cases where it has happened that it got to the point where I had to fire the like I said, those two members specifically. And um, you know, one one of them they were getting slow so sloshed on stage that they couldn't even stand. And that mm. we literally had to call them an Uber and have them Ubered home. And, um, you know, of course, like we were friends were involved, like everybody made sure that person got home. Right, we didn't yeah. just like put them in an Uber and say, good luck. Like we it, coordinated things happened. <laughs> uh, but, and then the other one was, uh, and, and that was where I had to, I, I called them the next day and she was like, Hey, this, you know, and you obviously, maybe you don't know what happened, but this is what happened. And, you know, things like this has happened before. So I'm unfortunately going to have to let you go. 
you know, or I, or I can't play with you anymore or, or, or whatever the, the situation may be, but that, you know, I always contact them and let them know. Yeah. Um, the, the other one was, um, after multiple shows of him getting drunk, I had to pull him aside after the show say, Hey man, this was the decision we decided, decided to come to. We've talked to you on multiple occasions. Like I've even, you know, I've, I've told you not to drink and you continued to do so after it got so bad. I asked you not to, and you continue, you told me you wouldn't and you, and you clearly you're drunk here tonight. And like we struggled to finish the show. And I was like, man, just, I'm, I'm gonna have to find somebody else to cover this shift now. Like, I just can't have you doing this. Like you're showing me that you can't do it. Right. Um, what I don't do is I don't just ghost people. That's a thing. <laughs> I, I hate that to a core. I know that's like part of our culture now in society is like when we don't want to deal with somebody, we just ghost them. It happens a lot in dating and it happens a lot in our music industry. Yes. Um, and it's, that's just so stupid because everybody knows everybody. And so when you ghost somebody, somebody else is going to be like, Hey, so-and-so just stopped hiring me or stopped talking to me. I don't even know like why they just right. stopped. And if you don't, tell the person why you don't want to work with them or why they're fired or whatever. How do they know what they're doing wrong and how can they change? Exactly. They're just going to keep doing the same things and they might do it to another artist, you know, and if nobody told them and I get like, we're supposed to be aware of ourselves and I, I am, but if there's something that you don't like that I'm doing or the jokes that I'm saying or how I specifically play, let me know. Like, let me know. Yeah, we what don't doesn't, screw up on purpose. Yeah. Let me know what doesn't work for you. You know, I, I definitely, I want to be there and I want everything to work out. And if, if it's just me and my vibe, I get it. I'm a, this crazy, uh, bass player with green hair. Like I, I, I get it. I get, you know, um, I may not be the right fit for a nineties country and band. Nine times out of 10, like we'll understand. Yeah. That's cool. If I'm not your fit, I'm not your fit. There've been several gigs that I've been fired from cause I just wasn't the right fit. And I get I mean, that. I, I would assume if you're There's playing also gigs professionally that I was... in Nashville, you've been fired a fair share of times. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I don't ghost. I tell people what's up and I, I really don't like the people that, that ghost, I've even had an artist that like stopped hiring me and I reached out to them, sent them a text message and they just didn't reply, but they have no problem posting up online over and over and over in the next five minutes, but you can't reply to a, mm -hmm. a text message or call me like that's cool. So I, I can't stand that. Don't do that. <laughs> Please. No, Please people I, don't do that. Like, I will have so much more respect for you if you tell me what you don't yeah, like about me. You, if you don't like my playing, that's cool. I I come from a punk rock background, not a not a classical classically trained musician. Like I I'm more rough around the edges, not just in my appearance, but in my playing. Um, you know, I don't play all these like crazy smooth runs. I I'm a in the pocket kind of guy. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm there to just make sure that song sounds good. I'm not trying to be fancy. You know, and so whatever it is, whatever your issue may be with uh, an artist or a musician, if you want to quit or if you um, and I'll talk about quitting here in a second, or if you're going to fire somebody, just like talk to them. Yeah. Tell them um, if it comes down to me quitting a band, I'll always tell somebody why I'm quitting. Mm -hmm. 
I will let you know, like either if you wronged me or if it's just not a right fit for me or, or what have you. Again, I won't just like ghost you and stop replying to your messages. Right. I will be like, Hey, this is what's up. And I've quit my fair share, probably as many as I've been let go or ghosted or fired from. So, I mean, you say same, so I, I guess I don't even need to ask you on <laughs> what your what your process no, of mean, it would be. It's usually if I'm at the point of quitting, then I've already had conversations, so they know that there's things that I'm not happy about. Yeah, and I will usually I do my best to make sure we don't have something coming up super soon, so that you've got a week or two to find a, a fill in or whatever you need to do. And then I will be like, hey, I don't think this is going to work out. I'm not comfortable. I'm not happy. So I think this is where we should part ways. Yep. And that's about it. The only time that I've ever like just threw down and been like, screw it. I'm out. Screw you. I'm done. I will never play with you again. I booked the gig, told the guy at least three or four times that that particular venue doesn't have any kind of tab or anything for the band. So you pay for all of your drinks. Mm -hmm. Even explain that the reason was that bands took advantage of that and got sloshed, and so they don't do that anymore. Yeah. We get to the end of the night, he's thoroughly drunk, and gets his bar tab, and it's more than he made that night. And he expected me to pay the tab because I booked the gig, and so since they didn't take care of it, it was my responsibility. Yeah. And he would just not let it go. And this was not the first incident that we had. I, I, I remember I you telling done. me about this I'm, story before. I'm yeah. done. I'm going home. I will never play with you again. And I haven't. Yeah. The only time I've quit on the spot like that um, was, I'm sure you know this situation, when I found out that I was being shorted money out of our out of our pay. Mm. That'll do it. And it had been going on for months. That'll do it. And I confronted her in a text message prior to the gig, hours before the gig. Mm -hmm. I was playing a double that day. I was doing my morning shift and then was going to go to their shift after that from three to seven. And when, when I confronted her about it, she just stopped talking to me. There were no more messages. She had no problem responding, boom, 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 back and forth yep. until I, I confronted her with facts. And then it was done. No more response. And um, at that point, I kind of was like, all right, this is how it's going to be. Then I'm not going to play your gig. And I, I didn't say that in the message, but I showed up to the gig and I let the drummer know what was going on. He's like, well, yeah, if, if we're being shorted, he's like. I don't want to play either. Like I'm right. not, not going to be screwed. I'm not going to keep getting screwed over. And so she shows up. I confront her about it. She tries to lie to me. And I'm like, look, I've already, I already have all the information. I already went and talked to everybody involved that pays. Yep. And, and she was like, yeah, okay. Yes. But there, and then she tried to give me reasons and excuses. And I said, Nope, you've, you've had your chance. Like I, you had all day to, you to, open that dialogue. Like I, I, that's why I sent everything that I sent earlier. I was trying to give you the chance to be like, hey, yes, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. That's mm-hmm. all it would have taken for me to be like, okay, cool. Well, we're going to have to get something set in stone for this to continue working. But you right. continued to lie instead of just 
being upfront and honest about it. And that's the thing. Like, we'll agree to nine, nine times out of ten, we'll agree to whatever your like, terms are. Yeah. You, if you're just open and upfront about you it. You shorted me money for seven months. And had you been like, you know what? I'm sorry. This is why we did it. This is how we understood it or whatever. Whatever your reason mm-hmm. would have been. I'd been like, okay, cool. Here's my new written contract if you want to keep playing if you want me to keep playing for you that's all i would have done just to make sure that i'm getting an equal amount my trust for with this person was gone oh yeah and i would have watched them like a hawk but i would have kept playing because our shows were great and we we did really well if they would have come to you day one and been like hey this is how i'm doing things oh yeah you can choose to take it or leave it yeah if if they would have came up to me like oh yeah well we got x amount of dollars but we're using this towards our brand absolutely you're trying to grow your brand Mm -hmm. and business that's that's how it works when i work with a corporate company i get that that's how capitalism works like i understand i'm there to just help grow your brand i'm Mm -hmm. there as an uh employee so so to speak so when the environment is equal cuts when we all talk about it and we're splitting tips supposedly splitting tips equally and we're not and we're splitting the the small base pay we get equally and we're not now i've been lied to and deceived for almost seven months and you want to keep lying when i confront you about it so i definitely right as like literally five minutes before we were supposed to get on stage we left and see then it's totally a respect issue it's almost got nothing to do with the money at that point yeah like she could have been like oh uh well i need you to play so here's x amount of dollars and it's still a no yeah yeah. It's still a, you and did this to me. She was like, well, we'll talk about it after the gig. I said, well, you had all morning to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You just chose not to until you got caught. And so, you know, and then even when you got caught, you didn't want to confess. Like you wanted to keep lying straight to my face as I'm showing you facts. Yeah. And you're just like, so that was the only time that I had ever like quit a gig on the spot. It's usually been after there's been discussions and I've had time to be away and I'm like, yep. okay, this is, this is what I'm going to do now. Yeah. And definitely I, I, try never I also, to put in the heat I of the I never want to put anybody in a bad situation. I never want to put a band where they don't have a player. Right. I want to make sure that if I'm leaving that I either have somebody set up or you have plenty of time to find someone that you see fit. <laughs> so I don't ever want to just quit a band. If you got gigs tomorrow and that's what I've agreed to do, I'm going to do those gigs and then once we got some time, that's when I'll step away. That's just how I work as any kind of employee in general. Like yeah. I, I unfortunately grew up in that way, giving two weeks and not quitting on the spot. Even though now I feel you should just quit on the spot half the time. <laughs> I mean, I'm starting to get there. Like I've always thought music was different because it's not just you know, it's not like a retail job where somebody else can just do it. Right. But. I don't know. I haven't been given two week notices, so. Yep. Nope. I. You know, when you get fired, you don't get a two week notice. They just fire you. So it's. I say it's I one of those. Been. There, a few of the artists I've worked for have definitely done their best when they fired me to make it as easy on me as possible. <laughs> yeah. They did other things that I felt weren't great, but as far as like the actual letting me go part, it was always, hey man, I can give you another couple weeks of shows if you need to get stuff lined up. Like, let me know what you need. And we'll go with that, but this is what's happening. Yeah. And so I appreciate that. And a lot of times I haven't needed it or like didn't want to take it, but at least they were upfront about it. And like, hey, I'm going to do this. 
but I'm going to give you some time to like acclimate and figure some stuff out before I just say, Hey, no more money. Yep. Yep. Um, question. You've talked a lot about, uh, being fired or let go or not called for your, your attitude, your drinking, your jokes, anything like that. What about when it's their playing? Uh, How do you approach that? If somebody is um, not playing exactly on the level you need them to, or if it's different than you need them to, how would you approach that? I mean, I would just tell them what it is that, that either I don't like or bothers me about the playing. Um, I don't, I don't, have you been in that situation? I guess I don't even want to ever put it that way because it's, it's not that I don't like it or it bothers me. That's, that's a terrible way to say that. It's that to me, it either just doesn't fit the sound that I'm going for. Okay. Um, it, 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 if it doesn't fit the sound of the music, if it doesn't fit, if it's just not fitting with the band, mm-hmm. there's been a few guitar players where it's just like their tone and, and their style of playing and picking just did, you know, they're more country players and right. they we're trying to do a rock show type deal. And it's like, okay, Hey, look, this is what we're looking for. You're great for this. Just not this. Gotcha. And, if I've had to be in the situation, which has been very rare, um, yeah, when I did front my own band, I, I encountered a few people like that. And um, the ones that I encountered were generally fill-ins that I just, I kind of had to find somebody last minute because all my yeah. other guys weren't there. So it wasn't uh-huh. that I was like, a little bit different because you yeah, got to kind of go like with what you can get. firing anybody for that reason. Um, but there have been bands that I've been in where I've just been like, hey, like is I I'd, I'd go up to the artist and be like, hey, what's the sound that you're going for? Yeah, and they'll tell me, and if it if that guitar player fits that sound that they're talking about, I'm like cool. And if it doesn't, I'll be like, or drummer, or whoever, yeah. maybe utilities player. I I just say guitar player, just in general speakings. Um, but you know, I'll just first of all, if it's not my place, if I haven't been like, I'm not going to jump in a band, be there for a week or two, and be like, oh. I don't think this person fits. That person has been there two years longer than me. I definitely feel it needs to be my place before I say something. I wish Um, everybody thought like that. (laughs) I just try to be mindful of everybody around me. Like I know where I fit and where I belong. I'm, I'm Mm. aware of, like I said, I'm aware of who I am and what I do and how I play. So I try to put myself in those spots. Yeah. You know, if I see, I don't. Well, the reason I ask is because there's been a couple of times I've been let go because of my playing and the artist has come to me and expressed that it was my playing, but they've never been able to tell me what about my playing it was. And that always kind of like, it didn't make me mad or anything, but it's like, I wish you could explain what you're looking for, because if I can give you that, I would like to. Well, I will say for that, I mean, since they couldn't explain, did you did you start asking them specific things? Am I too loud? Am I too fast? Am I too aggressive? Am I too quiet? Am I too? And it, it would come down to very. Am I, not, am I doing too much? Am things? I not doing so enough? It would be like, am I out of the pocket? They would say things like, "It just your feel isn't right." God, I hate that. Um, I hate when people say that. Um, I get it because like you're supposed to feel music, but like when people. To me, when people say that, it's just because they 
don't even know how to express anything. Yeah. Um, if all they can, if that's all they can say to you is your feel isn't right, well then it's probably not a gig you want to be on in general. Um, it, or at the very least, it's not one that they think you're a fit for. Yeah, and that's fine. And again, like there's people that I played with, and I was just like, nope, it's, you're just not the fit. Like I'm trying to put together a band right now, and my biggest thing is my lead singer, mm-hmm. and that was the last person I decided to to hire instead of one of the first. Yeah, I wanted to put the band together to make sure that the band is going to be that band that I want on stage. This is my project, and I'm going to be picky as hell. And it's only going to be a, a one one day a week thing, but this is just something fun for me. And um, but you can alleviate so, all of those problems that you deal with on a day to day basis that you yeah. can control. Them. So like right, I've I put up that post and I've had a lot of people respond. And I'm going to be honest, there's some people that have already responded that my in my head I haven't said anything yet. I haven't anybody yet right but there are a few people in my head that have responded my immediate response was no because i've done a gig with you and it just that's not what i'm looking for and um now you don't have to say any well, names or anything but do you have anybody in mind that you would like i do i okay. have i have about four people in mind that i, I would like and i am going to do it an audition style because nice. i want to make sure that when we go into this we're ready to go I don't want to get this, put this together, and we're all just kind of going, oh, what do you want to play next? Well, what do you want to do? What do you feel like doing? What should we do? God, no, I want to, we're going to come in as a show. Nice. And we're going to do uh, probably two rehearsals prior, just kind of, and there won't be anything long or crazy, just like a 30 minute rehearsal going over the first, like, until so we start everybody's comfortable playing with everybody yeah, is the big yeah. thing. Like, and like, and, and I want, I want to make sure that when I pick all four people, because it's just a four piece right now, I want to make sure that when I pick all four people, that on stage that like we're cool like like i want everybody to be cool i want everybody to be friends like i everybody i want everybody to i want it to flow you, you know have similar enough vibes where and, you work off each other and the entertainment values there and again and i'm doing fun. it i'm doing it this way simply because this is just going to be a fun project for me this mm-hmm. isn't i'm not trying to make i'm not trying to have seven gigs a week with this band because i don't want i don't want to be fronting that much this is right. something that i'm going to be when I say the main singer, it's it's more or less my show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna be I I'm picking the name. I'm not saying the name yet. I have the name picked out, um, but it's gonna be my show. Yeah. But I'm going to have a lead singer. I'm gonna be fronting. I'm gonna be singing a, quite a bit, but I'm also going to have a lead singer. So and that's maybe that's an, what, maybe I should put together my own show. And why not go to See, town. and here and that's and this is something that took me so long to just be like why am i not doing this what's key i have the connections i clearly like know booking agents and i know uh managers of bars door guys sound engineers people are calling me for gigs why am i not putting together my own band I see, I, I see slots all the time. They're looking for a band here and here and here. All it takes is one time you go in there and pack the house or just put on an awesome show for them to be like, hey, you want a regular slot? Yep. You know, so that if I say well, why not. Now you not? have my gears turning. So why now not I'm thinking, do it? Then- but the, the thing is, is if you're going to do it, and this is another thing why I'm being super picky about who I'm grabbing. Mm-hmm. I want commitment. Yes. I'm only, I'm literally asking one day a week, but I don't, I don't want people just coming in just 
playing their third gig of the day or it's you mm-hmm. know like i i want somebody that's gonna be somewhat like dedicated to this band like yes they're looking forward to the show every week it's something they know that we they're have a putting set on show. the show yeah. every week they're they're it's, present and attentive yeah we're gonna we're gonna do a request they're not do calling the out Broadway every thing. third week because of some other gig yeah yeah i mean yeah. we all know life happens and musicians especially are very lenient when it comes to life stuff because it happens oh, to yeah. all of us all the time oh yeah but uh it does get to a point to where you start to abuse those privileges oh yes but uh 100%. no i think we've covered most of like the down and dirty aspects of i think this was definitely side. one of those uh episodes where we were like digging into somewhere the uncomfortable right yeah there. i mean um i didn't feel like this was a, a happy episode <laughs> no but at the same time if somebody's coming to town like they yeah. need to know what's real yeah and all of these things that you deal with in other industries and stuff you deal with it as musicians too it's just a little bit closer to home yep well it's uh it's thanksgiving here uh in like four days Yep, and I'm actually going to try so, to get the episode out before Thanksgiving. So oh, this nice. is this Sweet. is our official Thanksgiving awesome. episode. Well, so. happy Thanksgiving, everybody, for one. So my, my question, do you have any plans for Thanksgiving? What's going on with you? What you... Man, right now, the whole car thing has got yeah. me super screwed up. So I've been on the phone with mom trying to figure out, is she coming to my place? Am I trying to get a ride to Kentucky? Like, what's going on? How are we trying to work this out? Yeah. And it's one of those things where, like, she'll say something and I'll try to get that to work and then I'll come back with a reply and that won't work. And then she'll completely change her side. And so I've got to, that we're not Just, communicating well currently. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. It Do is, you, have any, you have any gigs this week coming up? Um, I have the one on Thanksgiving that I'm doing with you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. That You're one's, welcome. I'm super excited about that. I'm excited uh, to have you on. It'll be there's fun. Been, there's been a handful of times that you guys have, almost needed a drummer he thought and then like i was ready to go and it ended up not working out so i'm actually super excited to get to play with you guys yep, nope you're 100 percent on this one man i'm excited uh are you doing wednesday morning too the, the our normal wednesday yes, morning yes. sweet that is that is still in the plan oh um, yeah i mean as long as we're doing it i'll be there awesome I'm, um what about you busy week you know uh it wasn't at first but it has in the last couple of days uh, thankfully turned into somewhat of a big nice. busy week. I do have a double tomorrow. Um, and then I'm off Tuesday cause I'm going to be driving with Starla to go drop off her kids, um, to, uh, her ex-husband and their grandparents. Oh, so fun. they can go be with that side of the family. And then, uh, Wednesday morning I have my shift. I was, su- I don't know if I'm playing Wednesday night or not. Yeah. Um, we were supposed to, but apparently there's going to be some possible renovations going on that may not be done in time. Uh, so I may not be playing Wednesday night, but definitely Thursday and Friday I'm playing. So, uh, Thanksgiving with you that night, uh, Mm. I believe it was eight to midnight at the Valentine and then, uh, six to 10 at the Valentine Friday. And then I think I'm off Saturday and Sunday. What are you doing during the day on Thanksgiving? Uh, I am actually going to be doing what I'm doing right now, uh, cooking another turkey. Nice. Um, today I'm doing a test run of one. I've ne- I've never personally cooked a turkey, and I've never used the uh, apparatus that I'm using now, uh, which is the infrared oilless turkey fryer. 
it's it's supposed to fry it like a turkey but without oil so it's basically like an outdoor little tubular convection oven kind of deal um so i'm testing that out today and i'm gonna learn from everything today what i need to do for thursday and thursday i am cooking uh the turkey and i'm gonna make some mashed potatoes and some other uh green bean casserole and stuff and then it's either going to be just um, my girlfriend and I or we're, what we're trying to do is possibly get maybe uh, a few of our friends that aren't going home that are just mm-hmm. staying here. Some of our closer friends, if they want to come over, play some games, eat some food, and then at 8 o'clock, everybody come out to the gig afterwards. Everything's still kind of cool. still kind of all up in the air. We're going to discuss that later tonight. We'll ha- I'll have some more plans, but that's kind of the the idea of what we're going to try to do well if anything falls through um i'll be at my house and we will have food so (laughs) you and your girl are more than welcome awesome thanks i've actually i mean i feel really really blessed this year um i've been invited to quite a few people's houses and quite a few friendsgivings Um, and that's a thing around here well, yeah, because everybody's we're all transplants. We're all transplants here. Nobody's with their families. Like, there's there's a few people I know that their families like moved with them later or moved with them at like the get go, or they live just a few hours away. Yeah, in either Kentucky or Georgia or somewhere, but or Alabama. But most of us are so far from our families. I'm 13 hours away from my family. Yeah, and unfortunately, due to me having to play every day, like I can't go home and I can't take mm-hmm. those days off. Uh, unfortunately, and so. It it the friendsgiving thing is is really big here, and it was really cool to be invited to those things and feel a part of it. Um, and it definitely helps with the loneliness and seasonal depression yeah, that people yeah. tend to I feel mean, this time of year. You know, as you know, and just as like you're going through a divorce, and like I went through one um, at the end of 2020, so like I was always with my ex and her family on yeah. Thanksgiving and we were always with my family on Christmas and these last two years I've stayed here and worked and um, so it's it's been it's, it's a thing it's it, been, it's been it different can, and it was rough but it can it's, sting a bit more than you think it but should but to get invited to those things and like people like care about you and, and want you around for that makes you makes you feel really good and it definitely makes me feel that I'm more involved in the community than I realize so it's it's really nice yeah well i guess since uh since we have hit about an hour and we just talked about our thanksgiving plans and now i'm hungry uh we should go ahead and wrap up and definitely then i can go grab some food yeah sounds good to me man um make sure uh you check out bobby on all his socials bobby what are your socials all my socials are story of bob or story of bob music but typically if you throw in story of bob i'm the only thing that pops up um, Kyle, what about yours? Mine's a Thurky Base, T-H-E-R-K-Y-B-A-S-S. You can find me on all the socials using that. Um, Dude, make I didn't sure you... make a Thurky Thanksgiving joke. I feel like I've let you down. Oh, it's okay. I'm, sh- I'm <laughs> sure something will come to mind before then. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've started getting a lot of messages from listeners talking about what they enjoy about the podcast and a few of them are that were coming to town and wanting to meet up and stuff. So that's super cool. Feel free to message either one of us about the podcast questions, comments, whatever. Yeah. Anything um, you want to hear, anything you like, don't like, let us know. Um, we have uh, a Nashville for nobody's Facebook page. We're on Instagram. Um, 
I'm going to be working on a website in the very near future. Hell yeah. And that way we have one awesome directory that can take you wherever you need to go. So that's, that is in the plans and things are moving pretty good for this next year. Um, the podcast was officially announced right at about a year ago. So this is kind of the one year birthday. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Sweet deal. I'm super excited to see where it goes. And as long as I have listeners and this is fun, then it's going to be a thing. Yep. Oh, it's, it's a thing already. It's a thing. I think it's a thing. All right, y'all. We'll talk to y'all next time. See ya. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. We have a great time putting it on for you, so we really appreciate all of the listens. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, we are on Facebook and Instagram. So if you just search Nashville for Nobody's Podcast, we will pop up, and you can interact with us that way. We also have some more options coming up in the future for interaction, so that'll be a whole lot of fun. So as always, it's never too late to tip your bartender, and please don't forget to tip your band. Thank you.